This Augusta Golf Show podcast is brought to you by Audi Augusta. Online at AudiAugusta.com. Jim Bones Mackay was in the middle of it all last week at Torrey Pines covering the U.S. Open for, for NBC. Boy, it's a pleasure to welcome Jim Mackay to the Augusta Golf Show for the very first time. How are you, Jim? I'm doing great. Thank you so much for having me on. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Thank you. Thank you for saying yes. I've wanted to do this for a very long time. Um, besides your wife, who calls you Jim? <laughs> Virtually nobody. If I'm anywhere golf related and someone says Jim, I don't even turn around because I know it's not for me. So it's been boned since uh, March of 1990, and uh, I'm fine with it. Has your wife ever called you Bones? You know, when she when I first met her, she did, yeah. And then uh, we were friends for a number of years before things got serious. So I was Bones then, and when it got serious, it was Jim. <laughs> Has Mom ever called you Bones? No, <laughs> no, she hasn't. Um, but my goodness, uh, I mean, it's it, it's just fu- it's funny the people that do. And, and it, you know, on occasion, you know, you meet somebody. And I I won't think what I'm doing, and I'll introduce myself as Jim, and they might be a little bit offended and say, "Oh, I can't call you Bones." But well, now it's like that's out the window completely. So I'm just just Bones all the time, and I'm I'm great with it. You know, it's funny that you say that because when we when you called me and we picked up the phone, you said it was Bones. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's uh, yeah, it's just that you know, it's, it's it's like the you know we have that world at home, and then you have the work world or the golf world, and uh, just uh, two different uh, names for each. What's the best caddy nickname out there right now? Right now? Yeah. Oh man, I mean they were better, they were much better, you know, in the 90s. Okay, because, give me a, give me a good one. Well, I don't want to say anything that's not politically correct, you I understand. know, you know, obviously, I will say this that at that time, I think in the 90s when the the, the feds, the FBI was looking for the Unabomber, um there was a guy that showed up to caddy on the tour, and he looked just like the wanted poster that the FBI had had uh, distributed that we all saw on the news and in the newspapers or whatnot or on the internet for years. So obviously, it was you know pretty simple you know to to, to uh, figure out what his nickname was. <laughs> there was a great caddy, you know, may he rest in peace, who's not with us anymore, who who enjoyed the nightlife way, way, way more than he should, and his nickname was Asbestos. Because he was fireproof, because he was such a good caddy, no matter what he did away from work, um, the player was not going to get rid of him. So I thought that was clever. Um, There's been quite a few. Uh, Thank you for that. You know, there are great players coming out of college. Let me rephrase that. There are good players coming out of college every year. But what what did the Mickelson family, what did Tim, what did Phil, what did they see in John Rahm? Oh, wow. Well... You know, I was talking, having this conversation with somebody recently about the something of a Spanish pipeline that Arizona State has, and I, you know, certainly Tim Mickelson that you mentioned was was Rom's college coach. Um, I can't remember who it started with. It might have been this guy Alejandro Canizares a number of years ago, but you know, they uh, they've gotten quite a few good players from from that country. I would the thing about Phil is. You know, certainly he's extremely competitive, and if you play golf with him, you're not playing for a lemonade. So I would guess that with Rom, he probably 
you know, took it from Phil the first time they played and gave it right back. And to me, guys like Phil and Tiger really, really respect that. And then it doesn't take long for them to figure out exactly what you've got in terms of skill. And, you know, and some guys are kind of like, you know, they've got, you know, pretty swings and the this and the that. But I think it was pretty obvious, you know, to just about everybody with Rom from a very young age that he was destined to be a guy that won tournaments on the PGA Tour and ultimately do what he did over the weekend. What impressed you the most about what he did, especially Sunday? Well, he's a finisher. You know, I, I called him at a tournament in Mexico a couple of years ago. For those of us old enough to remember Vinnie Johnson, who was a, you know, came off the bench for the Detroit Pistons, and his nickname was the Microwave. And, you know, I think of John Rahm as the microwave of golf. I mean, he can heat up and make, you know, seven, eight birdies in a round as fast as just about anybody in the game. But beyond that, he knows how to finish. I mean, certainly he did it on Sunday there on 17 and 18, but he, he's done it in the past. And it's an incredible quality to have, which, you know, tells me, I believe, that he's very, very comfortable on golf's biggest stages. And to me, not a large percentage of players out there can say that. And so while, you know, some guys were struggling a little bit, some guys were struggling a lot, John Rahm said to himself, I'm going to take this tournament by the throat, and he did. And I covered him on Saturday, and he did all the things he did on Sunday, except he couldn't just get make those seven or eight footers to go or make that big putt to really get some momentum going. And he made a very unlucky double on 14 when his ball hit the flag and spun away, and he three-putted. But, you know, the guy knows that he's got, you know, unbelievable skills, and that if he bides his time on a course that tough, he's likely to be right there at the end. And you know, we, we all better get used to this because, you know, as many great, great players as there are in, in the world of, of, of professional golf right now, um, at least on the men's level and on the women's level as well, John Rahm, let's not forget it, you know, it's much easier to win your second major than your first, and he could go on a run now. We're talking with Bones here on the Augusta Golf Show. I'm sure there were times when you were on Phil's bag that he'd hit some shot and it wouldn't go as planned and you'd kind of shrug your shoulders and put the bag on your shoulder and move on. What makes you shrug your shoulders with Rory? <laughs> um, wow. Well, you know, the thing about Rory is, you know, certainly he's supremely talented. We all know how good he is. I, I just think, you know, it's nothing physical with Rory. It's about getting over the hump. I mean, we know that he's won multiple majors. I think he's won four. But, you know, his reality is that he hasn't won one in seven years. And that's, that's, that's a lot longer that, that, than he would have guessed it would be and I and you would have guessed it would be. And, I, and, and because of that, I think that, you know, it's just a little bit harder to dig yourself out of the major hole that he's in. Um, certainly, when you go to a uh, you know when you go to a place like Augusta and you haven't won there and you feel like you should, whether you're Ernie Els or Greg Norman or Rory McIlroy, I think it makes that tournament increasingly hard to win because everybody wants to win the Masters in the worst way possible for obvious reasons: the Champions Dinner, the Green Jacket, going back every year, etc. Um, so. For, that, for him, for that tournament to be the one he needs to win to, to complete the career Grand Slam, that, that's tough. Um, 
you know, I just think he's got to, you know, get over the psychological part of what he's dealing with. And, and the reality is that these, the tour is so deep now. Um, it's, it's always been deep, but it's getting deeper and deeper. And I, I look at a guy like Colin Morikawa right now, and I'm thinking to myself, my goodness, this guy might be the best player in the world really shortly here because he's just so incredibly impressive. And, you know, if you're Rory McIlroy and you're trying to beat John Rahm and Colin Morikawa and Justin Thomas and Dustin Johnson, it's just not that easy. So, uh, you know, let's not forget how incredibly deep the game is. Does Does... Bryson fascinates you? Uh, yeah, he fascinates me. I, I think it's really interesting. Um, I, 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 obviously, he's very smart. When when I have a conversation with him, I enjoy it. You know, he's you know, he it's like talking to a guy with an IQ of two hundred, and and that's what his IQ is. And he's very very honest when you're out there covering him. When I'm doing TV. He, he's he will he will tell you exactly what's going on, which I really appreciate. Not that I'm going to necessarily, you know, relate all of that to the audience because I know that some of what he's saying to me is 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 is, is somewhat private. But um, he's got this incredible, you know, quest for knowledge and thirst, you know, to be as good as he can possibly be. Um, I mean, I hope for him that his body can hold up, you know, as as much of a rip as he takes at it and as violent as his practice swings are. Um, but I, I, I find him to be a very, very interesting guy. And I was on that 6T with him at Bay Hill this year when he tried to drive the green. <laughs> and it was a rock concert for about 15 minutes there. So it was a very cool thing to witness. You mentioned television. Um, best event you've been a part of since you joined television? <sighs> wow. Um, you ask great questions. I would say for me, it was probably this year's players in that because I worked for Justin Thomas last year for five or six events as his caddy and got to know him and got, you know, and, and like him as much as I do to see him play what was, I called his round that I was following him that day, you know, first, first tee through the 18th green, you know, around I, I described as Hogan esque um, to play just, you know, it was like throwing a, a no hitter. You know, in, in, on, in Game 7 of the World Series, it was just the perfect round of golf. And to watch um, him do that, uh, you know, in a tournament that significant and have all the shots that he does, and I think he's the most skilled player in the game in terms of the arsenal of shots that he has, it, it was just fascinating. So that was fun. Um, you know, the Ryder Cups, you know, even though the last one was something of, 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 a, of a blowout, you know, that that was fun. There, there, That's just an incredible event to me. We, we have such a great schedule, you know, the Open Championship. Uh, and now that we've got the U.S. Open back, I mean, we are really, really lucky at NBC Golf. So it's, it's, that's a hard, hard question to answer. All right, I'll end with this. And you mentioned JT. You've picked up the bag, as you said, a couple of times. Do you miss, do you miss it at all? Well, I, you know, caddying is my favorite thing to do. There's no question about it. But the, the TV job that I have is amazing. Um, and the reality is that, I do television 22 weeks a year, and that means that there's 30 weeks if I want to, if I wanted to pursue something that I can. And uh, right now, I'm extremely happy doing the television, and if, you know, Justin Thomas's caddy's not feeling well or if someone's having a surgery and a guy needs a caddy for a couple of weeks, like, say, Matthew Fitzpatrick did last summer um, when I was available, well, that's great and a lot of fun. 
Uh, so, you know, caddying's great. TV's great. I- I'm, I'm spoiled. I- I'm incredibly grateful for these opportunities that I've had. Um, so I'll probably do a little bit of both here moving forward. He is Jim Bones Mackay. Bones, thank you for saying yes to this. I deeply appreciate it, and I, and I, and I want to do it again when we get the chance. No problem, John. I appreciate you having me on, and uh, all the best to your audience out there.